We've had bourbons, we've had scotches, and today we've got a Scotsman's Dream of America. What's up, guys? My name is Chris, and you're listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast, and today we're joined by Graham McTavish, who you might know from The Hobbit, Rambo, Outlander. I personally know him from The Witcher as Dijkstra, and he just came out with his own bourbon. Now, I know what you're thinking. We've had a lot of celebrities release a lot of whiskeys. In this interview, we specifically break down what brought him to bourbon, why he enjoys it so much. He's a Scotsman. Why is it that he decided to release a bourbon? How his acting career brought him to his love with bourbon. And we break down this release, which is known as the War Chief from McTavish Whiskey. This is a seven-year bottled and bond bourbon. We break down the mash bill. We break down what drove Graham to this specific whiskey. And I break down my review of it of course, as well. I truly did enjoy this bourbon, and we had a great conversation. We break down all things from acting to whiskey and how those things intertwined, and we broke down where the McTavish brand is headed in the future with the whiskey journey. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did, but without further ado, let's cut to that interview with Graham McTavish. I typically start these with with how your love of whiskey began, and we are going to get to that. Um, mm. But I wanted to put a little spin on our conversation since mm. the whiskey is kind of a, a passion project, I like to think, mm. for you. Um, yeah. So I wanted to actually shift gears and start with with your, your profession and your professional okay. life. Um, yeah. You've been in quite a few films and shows, um, and so I figure a good way to start this off is – What's been your favorite experience as an actor um, or a couple, whatever reaches the top five for you that, that you've okay. had so far? Favorite experiences. Well, I mean, I've been very, very lucky. I've had a lot of really amazing experiences, actually, as an actor. I've, I've got to meet some people uh, and work with some people that I never thought I would. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, The Hobbit is an obvious one. Because, um, you know, I grew up like a lot of people with that book. I remember when Lord of the Rings came out, I went to see them on their first day at the Odeon Leicester Square. And then I went on to do The Hobbit and be in that world, be in the world of Middle Earth, um, knocking on Bilbo's door, walking through the green, the green circular door, all those sort of things. And the, and the journey sort of took on this sort of weird loop whereby... I found myself walking the red carpet in the Odeon Leicester Square in London, the very place that I'd seen the premieres of all of these films, going back to, you know, Star Wars in the 1970s, Alien, Jaws. I mean, you know, huge, iconic films. And for me to be walking on that red carpet in something like The Hobbit was was a bit of an out-of-body experience, actually. So that's one. And the other one that really, I, I suppose from a film point of view that comes to mind is doing Rambo with Stallone because again, I'd been a huge fan of those films. I mean, I, you know, like a lot of us, I grew up with him, Schwarzenegger, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Bruce Willis, all of these guys. And, and that there was a moment when I was filming that uh, we were in Thailand and we'd been there for a while. We'd been filming for a while and he was coming off the boat. There was a scene where he comes off the boat and I say, you know, where do you think you're going? And I probably swear at him and call him everything <laughs> under the sun. And it was a lot of it was improvised. So we had the script, but Sly 
was really into improv. So he said, you know, you went to improv? And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I love improv, yeah. And so we, we did a lot of our scenes that way. So he came off the boat and I just came out with whatever was in my mind and then he would respond and then I'd come back and then blah, 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 and it would go on. And we do that over and over again, different, different versions. But there was one moment where I was looking at him and I can promise you there was like a ticker tape in my mind saying, you are talking to Rambo, that you are talking to him. And it was like there was a, a an eye observing me, an outside eye, my eye, that was looking at me doing the scene and going, what? What are you? It's like I'd stepped into the screen. It was very, very yeah. weird. Um, so that would definitely be uh, those two huge highlights. Doing Outlander as well, because I got to go back to uh, Scotland where I, um, you know, uh, where everything began for me, really. So I... Uh, I loved doing that, being back in the Highlands, uh, learning about the history of Scotland, um, well, learning more about the history of Scotland and really immersing myself in that. And that's that's something that's motivated me with a lot of my acting work, my writing, and now this, actually, now the whiskey is actually, um, or it, it all comes through history, weirdly, weirdly enough. It's often the starting point for me with things that I get really into. Yeah, I know whiskey for a lot of people that can be kind of a, a door that opens them to whiskey is that it's just got such a rich culture, a rich mm. history. Mm. Um, I've spoken before that for a lot of people, there's kind of a few modes uh, that, that can bring you to whiskey. History being a great one, um, especially yeah. in the United States with bourbon, with scotch in Scotland. Um, mm. And then there's also there's like the science aspect of it. I know some people really enjoy just how strange it is it's still almost an art form because oh, yeah. we don't fully understand if you put these things into a still and then age them for seven years what's going to come out of the yeah, other it's, end it's it's alchemy it's, it, it's it's like it's like it's magic it's potions it's uh it's you know goes back to the dawn of time you know with with people experimenting with flavors and things to create you know whether it's food or drink alcohol whatever it is you know people people just sitting around saying well what about if I tried this and hey, uh, let's hold back on that a little bit. And uh, yeah, and I love that aspect of it. It's been a really interesting part of the journey for me. Yes, it alchemy is a great way to put that. I mean, if, oh. if anybody's ever tasted or smelled a mash, which I actually saw you guys just did uh, when you were in Kentucky, oh. taste the mash, yeah. then taste what comes out of a still and then taste what comes out of a barrel. It seems like alchemy. It really does. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. You know the the process that you see it going through, and it's it's like you leave something alone, and uh, in its in its own little private secret world, completely divorced from you. It just gets on with what it wants to get on with, and whatever it comes out with. You know, I mean, we can have control over it to some extent. You know, and there's all sorts of fancy sort of, you know, computers that, that monitor <laughs> temperatures and all the rest of it. But really, it, it is alchemy. It's, it's, it's happening in the dark, really, you're, literally. And, uh, and we, we get to enjoy the result. Yeah, that's a, a great way to put it. And we still get to be surprised by the results sometimes. Yeah. I'm sure whoever was the first person to learn that different spots in a warehouse or a Rick house give you different flavors was probably like very yeah. confused by that. It's, and often it's, it would have been by accident as well. Yeah. 
That's how yeah. so much of this happened to get to where yeah. we are now with whiskey is yeah. by accident. Yeah. That's the yeah. truth. So speaking of, of history bringing you to whiskey, I always like to ask people where their love of whiskey began. Um, and so it sounds like for you, uh, the, kind of the rich background and the rich history of whiskey is what really started to intrigue you. Um, break down kind of how that started and what got you to, to the point you're at now with loving whiskey. Well, I mean, like, you know, anybody from Scotland, it began <laughs> with scotch. Uh, my, my father um, enjoyed it. And he introduced us to it uh, quite quite a young age, actually. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and I remember him always doing toasts at the dinner table. And, and so it became part of the family life, you know, so that whiskey became uh, a family member, really, in a mm-hmm. weird sort of a way. And he would do the toast. There was a Burns toast, which is, uh, here's to us, war like us, guy, few in the rodid, which is roughly translates as, here's to us, who is like us, very few, and they're all dead. So <laughs> it, 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 and he did it every single time and I've never forgotten it. And it's wow. always made me, it, 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 it just ignited, um, you know, I enjoy many forms of alcohol, you know, well, not, not that. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, beer, wine, mm-hmm. you know, whiskey, obviously bourbon, you know, and I like the old margarita and things like that, maybe a rum, Ooh, yeah. but but it's the romance of it that's mm-hmm. what really ignited it for me it was it was romantic and tying that with history uh it really it's it's just a perfect combination for me so when i um went to america uh which is now oh gosh nearly nearly 20 years ago which is really frightening um, <laughs> i i hadn't really um, had any experience of bourbon at all until then. And then my good friend, uh, Nolan North, who's a, who's a wonderful voiceover actor that I worked with, a fabulous actor. And um, he introduced me to bourbon. He's got a bit of a collection. And then I started with that. And, I, and, and there was always, for me, this sort of strange pull you know, because there's Scotland, you know, and Scotland's got scotch and that's whiskey. And, and then you feel almost sort of, like a heretic, you know, (laughs) but I, this is, this is really nice. I really (laughs) like this. And you knew, kind of go, no, 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 you don't. Um, And, but the more I got into it and the more I started to learn about it, the more I, the more I looked into the history of it, which then just added an extra layer to it for me, the more I became interested in the whole subject. And uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I am, compared to yourself and Connor and many, many other people, probably everybody listening. I am a, an amateur with a capital A, you know, I'm, I'm on a learning journey uh, that's, that's barely begun in comparison. But um, like, like a lot of people who, who begin something, they just really get into it. And um, so that's kind of me. And, and I loved, particularly with bourbon. I mean, if you put the, the the overall taste of bourbon to one side, which I personally love. Um, you know, I, I have to be careful with any Scotch drinkers out there that, you know, I, I kind of prefer it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't, that's no disrespect to Scotch because I, I, right. I thoroughly enjoy uh, Scotch whiskey as well. I do, I do. It's very, it's very different. Um, right. But when I, when I started to look into how bourbon kind of came about you know the 
the the sort of happy accidents that happened that were, were going on in the 18th century that mm. started that, which which obviously ties into a period that I know a lot about with Outlander and Culloden and mm. the post-Jacobite revolution and the clearances from Scotland. So people coming over and bringing their love of distilled spirits with them, um, you know, which was, which was really just done, uh, on a on an amateur level, it wasn't industrialized at all. They just liked doing it, and they brought right. that with them. And then, uh, and one of the things I absolutely love about the story of bourbon is that it's tax, it's tax that really created what we know now as great great bourbon whiskey. It's it's Washington doing what he did, you know, saying, no, 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 we need your money. Sorry, we really need to tax you for this. Sorry. And people going, no, oh, you know what? I think we'll just move west. We'll just we'll just move. And then, you know, what they took with them, what they'd already discovered, and then what they discovered when they got to Kentucky, Tennessee, et cetera, uh, and the limestone and, you know, the iron-free water and all the rest of it. It was just um, it, that kind of accidental moment in history. It's just, mm. I, I, I love that. So, yeah. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I love the way you put it with that adjective romantic. I feel like that has just got to be one of the best ways to put the experience of whiskey. And mm. there are so, like we even just mentioned the happy accidents of trying different barrels in the warehouse. And, hey, this one actually tastes really good. <laughs> and then from there, we Sorry. get single barrel whiskey and and realizing that where you age it makes a difference how much char is on the barrel makes a difference you've got uh, some distilleries who their barrels were leaking and they had to put them into a second barrel and now we have double right. oaked and it was like yes. wow that's something yes. about yes. that isn't that great it <laughs> is i know no planning no plan it wasn't right. like they sat down and said next week we're going to try it in two barrels <laughs> no, we, we have to do it Right. And they were probably a little bit like, oh, gosh, I hope that didn't ruin our whiskey. Know, and then they tried it and they're like, wow. Which, which also prompts the thought, what is there in the future that we'll discover? You know, what's out yes. there that hasn't yet materialized? You know, that those the, the accidents that are still waiting to happen will uh, will also affect the history of this of this spirit. Yeah, I think people tend to lose sight of that a little bit, but there it, there's so much different trial and error going on right now. It's just consistently yeah. evolving as a spirit and as a culture. Yeah. No, I yeah. Um, I do want to I want to ask so as you're going through this experience and as you are enjoying whiskey, you discover bourbon, you love it. Mm. Um, and it's got, you know, that extra kind of sweet, I imagine coming from drinking so much scotch, it has a little bit more of that kind of that caramel vanilla flavor that the corn gives you when it interacts with the barrel. Um, first of all, that, that first glass of bourbon that you had, I don't know if you can recall exactly the first one, but do you recall your, your interest and how much you realized it was different from scotch? Well, I think, um, what made me realize it, and this 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 was, you know, the the level of lack of education of my palate, that definitely then. I mean, it's improved, but it's not. It's it's by no means super sophisticated. Uh, but then, um, I was just aware of exactly what you just described. That this is this is sweeter. That there was a sort of more more sort of a syrupy syrupy kind of um, 
feel going on to it that I really, really enjoyed. And and as for what the first one was, oh my God. The, the only thing I know, I mean, oh, let me think. I mean, he was, he, he's quite a connoisseur. He loves, he loves his bourbon. Um, and I associate it with the end of an evening when, when I first tried it. It was the end of an evening and it was uh, in front of an open fire. I mean, it was the sort of perfect, ridiculous setting for trying yes. for the first time. And uh, he said, I'm going to make you a bourbon, mate. I'm going to make you a bourbon, don't you know? I'm going to get something out and maybe have this. And I think maybe it was an old-fashioned. Oh, yeah. He made me an old-fashioned. That's right. Which I'd never had. And uh, and I'd never really, yeah, I mean, cocktails. I, I, I didn't drink cocktails at all. Um, you know, things like margaritas or old fashions or, you know, martinis or any of those things. All of those happened very late for me. Okay. You know, way, way older than you are now. I hadn't, <laughs> I'd never tried a cocktail uh, because it just wasn't something you did where I grew up. You know, you, oh. you didn't go into a pub and order a cocktail. Not where I grew up. No. Okay. <laughs> no. no, 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 no <laughs> a beer it. or a whiskey, basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So they, they didn't even serve wine, really. Wow. Um, okay. No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, especially if no, a, a man ordering a glass of wine would have been unheard of. Completely. Right. You go so. probably you go in and you ask for an old fashioned with orange bitters and a squeeze of citrus, and they probably throw you out. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I, yeah, there's no way I would have ever done that. And it wasn't out of prejudice. I just, it, it just never yeah. occurred to me. Right. Yeah. I find that with so many people, it, all it takes is that one romantic experience of the yeah. right glass of whiskey, the right time, the right group of people, mm-hmm. and you're just hooked. I mean, that's actually how I, exactly how it happened to me. It was yeah. a bonfire. It was an open fire. My buddy handed me some. I was like, I, I don't really like whiskey, you know, and I tried it and I'm like, I think I liked that just now. <laughs> no, it, I mean, you telling me the story reminds me of what it felt like to taste it for the first time. It really does. Yeah. Yes. It's almost surprising. It's like, whoa. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. you have a preconceived idea of what it's going to be like. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 And I know, so a lot of people such as myself, we're enthusiasts of whiskey. We enjoy consuming it. What mm. is it? And at what point did you decide you wanted to make that jump from consumer to a brand owner, to a producer? Yeah. I, I, I'd had something, I'd had that idea sort of floating around in my mind a bit, you know, I thought, you know, it wouldn't it be, it would be great to, to actually have your own, um, that that was unique to you that you'd created and um, and when I got together with with Paul and Connor uh, and we were trying all sorts of different whiskeys together and all the rest of it you know just for fun actually mm-hmm. and then and then they suggested hey you know well you should think about maybe doing something with this because you enjoy it and it's something that you can uh, you can speak mm-hmm. to and uh, and and you know the history and the connection with uh, from Scotland to America that I'd made as an actor, I felt that there was a real connection between uh, Scotland and America when it came to to bourbon. Uh, I I really felt that the the weight of history of um, the settlers that came over, uh, many of whom were were Scots or Irish, and and brought with them that that understanding of distilling and all the rest of it to to the United States, and and they met with this unique um, tasting 
uh, palette that they could go, oh, yeah, look what we've made. We've made this new thing. And that's, that's what really fired me up because as an actor, my own professional journey, I, I started out in theatre, loved theatre, um, and that is a sort of, I suppose, especially when it's viewed from uh, abroad, it's a sort of British thing, you know, Shakespeare, which I did loads of and all the rest of it. So that's kind of, that's Britain's thing. Whereas right. I was always looking towards America for America's thing, which for me was film, um, movies, and I wanted to be a part of that. And I knew that I couldn't really ever be a part of that being in the United Kingdom. Uh, not that we don't make great films in the United Kingdom, uh, but it's not, it, it was almost like a confession that I found I was making to myself that I, I, it's, I don't want to play Hamlet. I want to be, I want to be in Rambo, you know, right. that's it. And that's, and that is America. You know, the America makes that happen for people mm -hmm. like me and for Americans as well. And so that journey professionally as an actor that took me across the Atlantic is also the journey that I've found with, with bourbon. It sort of mirrored it in a weird kind of a way. And, and perhaps because of the journey that I made professionally, mm -hmm. I was looking for that. I was going, you know, what is it, what is it that I like so much about this drink? compared with the one that I'm supposed to like back home that I do right. like, that I respect and I enjoy. But what is it that it's a bit like, I'm going to put it, it's a bit like, um, it's a bad comparison. I always think that's like you're cheating on somebody. It's not you're cheating on somebody, but you, you fall in love. Right? right. And when you fall in love, you can't control where that love takes you, you know? So mm. you, you see a beautiful woman or whatever it is that you fall in love with, whoever it may be, and that you're all in. You're all in and your life changes because of that person. You could, you could move country. You could, you could, you know, um, you could have kids. You know, your, your whole life just changes because of a love that you have for somebody. And that's, that's similar for me when it comes to, to something like this. I mean, not quite on that scale because you know that's that's a huge 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 thing but it's the same impetus you know you see it and you go wow this is beautiful i love this this is amazing i want i want i want more of this i want to do this again you know i want to meet bourbon again you know let's let's you know and then and then it becomes more and more part of your life and the next thing you know you're you're launching your own brand <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, if somebody had told me even two years ago that I, or a year ago that I would be doing this, I, I wouldn't have believed it. I really wouldn't. So. Wow. But that's true of many things in my life, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you would have uh, told me, kind of like the surreal moment you mentioned with Rambo, uh, yeah. if you would have told me a year ago when I was watching The Witcher that I would be speaking with Graham McTavish <laughs> right now, I don't know if I would have believed you. So. Right. Yeah. No, well, I mean, life is, especially if you're somebody who's open to experiences and, and is interested in, you know, and I would, I would put, you know, the making of good bourbon in with any form of artistic expression, you know, creativity. Yes. Uh, if you're if you're into that sort of thing, if you're that kind of person, 
uh, life will always fill you with surprises. Yes, absolutely. And so then it was over those course of the past couple years, that was when you were working with uh, Paul and Connor. And for those listening, those are Paul and Connor from the Bourbon with Friends podcast. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. had Connor on from He Has His Own Who Gives a Dram podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was working with them that really started to bring you to where you are now with wanting to release your own brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were they were my enablers, really. I mean, they mm-hmm. were the ones that that uh, that took me from just this um, kind of dilettante sort of guy who was sort of dabbling in, you know, like, oh yeah, I like that. That was nice. That was nice. Not really knowing anything, and then just introducing me a bit more to the history, you know. Um, and when when people are passionate about something, and they really know the subject, it's infectious. You know, yes. it's infectious. And if you get to talk to the right people, they can inspire you with anything. You know, if you, you know, to take it back to to Shakespeare, I was lucky enough to have a fantastic Shakespearean professor at university. Totally inspired me in that way, led me towards performing Shakespeare um, that wouldn't necessarily have happened at all without that passion that he had. So uh, we pass it on and hopefully you know, uh, doing this with you, any any other podcasts that I do, talking about my brand um, will inspire and infect other people in a good way. Yes, that that's largely the part of the, uh, part of the goal of what I do. I mean, I did call the podcast Whiskey Noobs in the beginning because that was kind of I wanted to share this passion with people. Mm. And I love this long form content because I think this is a great way for you to discuss what Mm. brought you to whiskey because, and you mentioned it and it's right there on the bottle, a Scotsman's Mm. dream of America. Um, It it seems more likely that you would create a scotch, but there's something so authentic about you going with bourbon instead because it's saying, no, I know you would expect me to want to create a scotch. That's where I'm from. But I just love bourbon so much that that's what actually hooked me. And I think there's, there's an authenticity there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, you couldn't have put it better. Um, that's exactly true. And uh, I would have actually felt, I mean, you know, that's the, the, the country I am from is famous for Scotch whiskey, but I would have actually felt a little bit of a fraud in some ways, mm-hmm. not to actually be true to the thing that I was falling more and more in love with, I suppose is one way of putting it. And, uh, and that was bourbon. So, um, and you know, I'd, I'd, it's a funny thing, you know, with Scotch and I have had Scotch whiskey that I've really loved. Mm-hmm. I've really loved, but there was always a tiny little bit of me that was sort of saying, well, this is what I should be feeling. And, you know, it's like that little voice in the back of your head going, yeah, but this isn't really what you want. Is it? You, you want the, you want that. And, um, you know, our minds play tricks with us when it comes to that, that sort of stuff. And it was, it, it, again, to go back to my own professional career, that, that, was, that was the thing for me, you know. Um, th- there was something that happened that really um, precipitated my move to America, which, which I won't go into now. It's a big, long story, nothing extraordinary. But it was just that I needed a push, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something I'd been thinking about. Again, I was thinking about this is where I'm from. I'm, I live here. I live in the UK. This is where my friends are. But I felt the pull of America and the push um, of circumstance 
that that led me to to make that jump. And I think the, the best the best things that you do in life are when you transform that energy into action. You know, you actually commit to it, um, and you close you you sort of metaphorically close a door behind you, and that forces you to open another door in front of you. And I feel like that's also a little bit of what I've been doing. Yeah, I think that's a great philosophy to have. I know that there's a lot of times with people, you can, if you have that door open behind you, you're going to want to keep looking back at it. And if you close it, you're like, okay, I got to march forward now. That's what I have to do to keep moving forward. Yeah, it's it's exactly the same thing happens when you have children, by the way. Yeah. When you have children, you know, it's that door that you've always been looking at in the house and you've gone, you know, I... I've always been interested to find out what's inside that room. Yeah, I wanted to go in there. Here you go. You know what? Today, I'm, I'm going to go in the room. I'm going to go in. And you open the door and you go in the room and you shut the door behind you. And it's it's like, yeah, I like this room. I like this room. This is a cool room. This is interesting. You know, I'm definitely I am enjoying it. I'm going to come back to this room, but I'm just going to leave for a minute. And then you turn around and there's no handle on the inside of the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's children. It's like, yeah. oh, no, you're not leaving. <laughs> so you're in the room with children now. And and I think but that's that's a very positive if you embrace it, I think it's a really positive thing in your life. Yes. I, I haven't crossed that specific threshold yet, but I, I get exactly what you mean. I'm telling you it's the door. Just remember the door. <laughs> yes. And that there won't be it. a handle when I turn around. That's right, mate. But it'll be great <laughs> inside the room. So. Yes. Now as you mentioned a little bit earlier, you're you're definitely learning and, and evolving with this brand. And yeah. I know that this is your first release, so this is called The War Chief. Um, Chief. Was there a specific kind of muse or anything specific that inspired you for The War Chief itself? Um, or are, are you planning to use any specific inspiration for potential future releases or kind of break I mean, down that creative process? There? I got Yeah, I came up with a lot of names some of which, you know, uh, I intend to use in the future. But uh, this was, this was to me, uh, a, 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 a nod to my to to well to a part of my career, mm-hmm. which is somebody who's been involved in playing characters that are associated with, with that sort of stuff, you know, it's and it's, I just think it's kind of well, it, it appeals to me. I love words. And I love the power of words and, and, and the, the feelings they elicit when they're spoken or read. And, uh, and I think the war chief is, um, you know, it's, that's, a, that's a tall, broad-shouldered bottle of bourbon, you know. That's, and, and that actually um, fed into the choice of bottle for us. Um, you know, when I was looking at the bottle uh, samples, uh, I really went. I, I wanted the the kernel, the, uh, the that shape, you know, because it just it made me think of this is a this is a whiskey that stands tall. It's right there. It's got you know. It's big chested. It's like yeah, check this yeah. out. And and so there's a little bit of that in there. And also the, it's a playful thing. It's a playful mm-hmm. thing, you know. I mean, people associate me somewhat with uh, Dougal McKenzie from Outlander. And in that, Dougal McKenzie is the war chief of Clan McKenzie. So um, it seemed like a, 
you know, a fun little reference to something that some people may know about. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think the palette, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a second, mm. really, yes. uh, it goes with it as well. I mean, I know specifically <clears throat> when I was tasting it, you get some of that, that rye or that, that vanilla and that caramel on the front. Yes. Um, and then there is, it's not super high rye, but there is a good amount of rye, I believe 21% rye. 21%, yeah. And that that spice, uh, the I almost get a little bit of tobacco. It mm. puts forward kind of like you mentioned that that broad shouldered war chief type of a flavor. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, there's there's a strength to it that not is is not necessarily related to its you know alcohol content, but it's just as uh, the the body, the strength, the power um, that I that I like. And you're right, you know that that high rye element. Um, it just gives it that kind of, um, you know, you talk about tobacco, I sort of, I detect a bit of kind of, you know, baking spice sort of fruitcake yes. thing going on in it as well that I, I love, you know, it has that, has that sort of um, density, if that's, that's the right word, uh, and associations yeah. with things for me that are, um, that are really comforting and uh, memorable from the past. You know, I, I bring that into it when I when I taste it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's such an important part of, of whiskey. I, that's one of one of my all time favorite things about enjoying whiskey that really hooked me is mm. the association with the past. You try one and it yeah. just pulls you back to a different one that you had or the last time you had it. And it's yeah. it's such a nice experience to have. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So for those listening, so the War Chief from uh, McTavish Spirits is a bottled and bond bourbon, seven years old. This is sourced from MGP. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And it is 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. Correct. And that rye and that corn, I mean, that's that's a very um, sort of traditional bourbon recipe, Mm. mash bill, which I imagine is what you were shooting for since, like you said, bourbon kind of hooked you. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. And, and it was a sort of bit of a chicken and egg thing. I, I wasn't, you know, with my, with my understanding, my early understanding of, of bourbon, I didn't realize that it was that that was, that was really hooking me in at, at the beginning, the, that exact kind of mash bill, that, that those, those sort of relative quantities and measurements. Um, and, and that's what led to uh, the choices that were made. Yes. And uh, I so I did break down a quick review of it. Uh, actually, not a quick review. I, I took my time with it and I really enjoyed it. And I let it kind of change in the glass a little bit. Oh, nice. And that's one thing I noticed was that it and this is always for me a characteristic of, of a slightly higher end, um, more enticing whiskey mm. is mm. in the glass. It started to change um, as it sat mm. when I first poured it. I got like a nice on the nose, a a light sugar, a vanilla, um, very sweet forward. Um, And then as it sat, I, I, you know, this can be the glass changing. This can be your nose changing as you're acquainting to it. But um, started those spices kind of came out. Um, It had a note to it that I couldn't even pin down. Uh, I Mm. I still it always I get this on on some bourbons. It reminds me of like a strong like Coca-Cola or like the smell of a pop. And I think it's the spice. I think it's a certain kind mm. of spice that I haven't nailed down yet. <laughs> mm, maybe like a almost a sort of a cherry cola, maybe like a, you know, there's that kind of thing in it. Perhaps I know what you mean. Yes. 
that that for me uh, a sort of a memory from when I was very young uh that kind of flavor yes yes yeah. and it could be kind of that that like a dark cherry interacting yeah. with a spice that creates yeah. kind of like Dr Pepper kind of has that flavor to it it could be like like Correct. that sort of a yeah yes. right and and then I moved to the palate and um, you get instead of that light sugar and vanilla, you get kind of more of a caramel, more of a syrup. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as it sat on my palate, it started to evolve to uh, I mentioned tobacco and like a dark chocolate mm -hmm. uh, and then finished with that spice. So yeah. it's it's very much a um, it's got the traditional bourbon roots to it. But it very much has a nice complexity and a nice kind of change and interplay of the notes on, on the palate. Yeah. Oh, good. well, I'm glad to hear that you, you feel that. Yes, that's definitely yes. the plan. Yeah. yeah. I even mentioned to Connor um, a, a specific bottle that I won't mention because I don't want to put down any other brands. But I, I grabbed a bottled and bond of a similar price range afterward and I tried it because I like to kind of ground myself uh, right after the glass. And I was like... Mm. No, I, I like the War Chief better. Actually, I, I was really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. The War yeah. Chief, the, yes. <laughs> the War Chief's first victory. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I like yeah. that. The War Chief's first victory. Very good. Yes, uh, and then in, in typical bourbon fashion, um, it very much finished with an oakiness that wood stayed on the palate, um, yeah. and and it yeah. it stuck around for quite a while. I, I got yeah. a nice oakiness on my, on my tongue for a little while yeah. now <clears throat> comparing to those notes what what about it do you specifically like because everybody's palate is different but yeah. when you tasted I mean, it what about it drew you in well i think i mean you you've actually covered uh, a, a lot of what i felt that sort of you know sweet vanilla um you know at the, the the on the nose that um that you had the uh, the caramel and the chocolate that was going on um, definitely a bit of a bit of cinnamon in there with the high rye was giving it that sort of cinnamony, um, you know, fruit cake. Uh, the end of that kind of Christmas fruit cake kind of feel to it that I really love. That sort mm -hmm. of memory, that memory burst from the past that I loved. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, on the palate, it, yeah, again, it's sort of on the tip of the tongue. It's it, it for me, it had that vanillary, the sweet vanilla on the on the tip, um, but. As you let it settle, and as you as it went down, you know, lingering on the, on the on the back of the throat, it's it's definitely got that sort of dark cherry element that I was talking about. Um, and and I guess you know, in terms of a finish, I would say I'm probably sort of hedging a little bit here, but sort of medium long finish mm -hmm. for me, uh, not super long, medium long, and yeah, yeah and I. And you know, just the, the 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 thing that you said about letting it sit in the glass for a bit, and the, the changes that happen, you add a bit of water and it changes it again. And um, I I love that variety that you can get, and the and the way that a, a, a bourbon expresses itself over time that you can do. And it's you know, as I say, look, I'm I'm learning like all the time i've i've already i've learned even just talking to you actually uh it, it truly it's it's you know when i when i've started this right back to when i was with nolan back in his his living room um in front of that fire 
you know, that journey that I started then with bourbon, I mean, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm in the foothills. I'm not even, not even close to being, you know, climbing the mountain of bourbon like many people have. So this is for me, um, a great opportunity to, um, you know, if, if, you know, I hate, uh, that kind of celebrity tag that gets put with these things. I just, it sort of makes me wince a bit. Um, but if, if any, if I have any, uh, I just hope that this helps bring, well, a bourbon to a wider audience, and and um, in the process, my own uh, interpretation of that spirit. And that's, you know, if that happens, then I'll be very happy. Yeah, and I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, since I've been doing this podcast for a little while, the higher you climb that mountain, the higher the top goes when it comes to whiskey. There's, <laughs> it's like all mountains. <laughs> yes, yes, it's I, true. Every yeah. guest I have, I learned something. I mean, it it never ends. It truly doesn't. I think that'll be fun, though, as now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you are planning to do potentially future releases as well, like different correct. types. So I really think that's going to be fun. As you mentioned, you're you're starting this journey um, yeah. and we're going to get to kind of see how that evolves, how maybe yeah. the muse that you pick for each bottle kind of evolves and where sure. you go with that. For sure. You know, I'm you know, I'm interested in a scotch finish. You know, there's Ooh. there's 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 all sorts of um releases. There's a there's something that I'm interested in, um more of a sort of seasonal, uh Christmassy sort of uh bourbon that that um you know I've I've sort of been dabbling with with the guys and uh, so yeah, we do have we have big plans. We definitely have big plans, and uh, and I'm in it. I'm in it for the for the for the long haul. This is something uh, I don't want to be seen as somebody who's just sort of putting his face to something and then just sort of walking away. I'm I'm really you know I'm I'm, I'm committed to actually being in the front lines. You know, not just doing podcasts like this, but but actually going and doing tastings, live tastings. Uh, you know, anything anything I can do to um, connect more with the bourbon community and for them to experience what I'm trying to offer. That's a great way to put it too. I think, uh, cause you mentioned, you know, that like that celebrity tag, you don't want yeah. it to look like you're just like, nah. Oh, people follow me. And I, I bottled this up for you. Yeah. But I, yeah. I can't think of another quote unquote celebrity brand that's been dedicated to the point of doing multiple releases, continually kind of evolving the spirit. I mean, I think that, shows and then this isn't anything against other celebrity brands i've had some that no, I, no. I, I really like um but i do think it shows an actual interest from you in the spirit that you're actually doing that and you're trying yeah. to uh continue to to learn about it and produce yeah. new releases well i mean to be honest with you it's sort of been the path that i've had with anything that i've been involved in i can't really <laughs> I, I i i can't get involved if i'm not really interested in it Right. Uh, I can't just sort of do a a backseat sort of experience of you know whether it's writing a book or uh, if it's if it's acting if it's you know I've written plays um, you know anything that I've I've tried to get involved in and this being the the latest thing that I've sort of thrown myself into yeah I'm I'm uh, and I'm really proud of this whiskey I'm I'm really genuinely proud of it. Uh, and, and I'm really excited for people to try it, but I also know that the best is yet to come for me. 
and thought, well, that's 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 where I'm heading. You know, that's what I want. I want to I want to really like you know explore and 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 try new new styles, new new ways of of uh, putting this out there. So uh, this is the beginning for me. That's great to hear. It really is. And I think, you know, I've, I've drank a good number of quote unquote celebrity whiskeys. Um, some great ones, some less than great ones. I think you did a great job with this. And I don't just oh, say that. Um, thank you. Of course, I don't have anybody on the podcast that I don't like their whiskey. That's always that's a stipulation <laughs> for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think you did a great job. Um, I'm absolutely going to be getting a bottle. I, I can't wait. I know that the bottles right. are just, they we're recording this, this will release next week, but we're recording this just as the brand released. So, yeah. Um, yes. 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 Like two days ago. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be grabbing a bottle um, and I, I'll put in the show notes where everybody can get that from. What is the website again? McTavishSpirits.com. I happen to have a bottle right in front of me. There it is. There you go. Yeah, show it off. That's a great is. label as well. Thank you. This was designed my, by one of my oldest friends. Um, oh. Emma Quinn designed this. She's yes. a wonderful woman, and I've known her for about 35 years. So, uh, And I've, I've really enjoyed that side of this as well, that I've, I've really been um, – uh, I mean, Paul and Connor are new in my life in terms of – you know, my, my, my career, et cetera. But I've been working as well with a lot of people that I've known for a very long time. So. Yes. Yeah, that's great. And it, I think it showcases it well. I love how you mentioned it all ties together as the war chief. That's, I mean, that's just me. I, I love that about whiskeys. I love when there's a story, uh, yeah. there's, you guys yeah. give out the information of what it is and the mash bills, which I love. That's like a, a big thing for me as sure. well. Sure. Um, and yeah, it all ties together. Great. So um, if nothing else, I would just say, as somebody who enjoys the consuming side of it, excellent job with with Thank designing you, this and bring. Yes, of course. Um, and as a big fan of The Witcher, <laughs> excellent job this past season. Oh man, I'm I'm excited to see where this one goes. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm interested to find out too. It's going to be it's going to be very interesting, actually. And uh, I have a, an inkling of some of the things that are going to be happening, but. Um, not going to give anything away but yeah there's some there's a lot of fun coming yes yes I, they they always leave me on a cliffhanger i, oh, I, I yeah. didn't even I know i was watching the last episode and i was I like know. that's it <laughs> they're awful aren't they i know yeah it's terrible yep yeah. yep and i think i think outlanders in the future for me i have a friend who's a huge huge fan of it so i think i'm gonna have to uh dig into that next yeah but yeah go for it start with season <laughs> one Get to know Dougal McKenzie. <laughs> yes, sounds good. All right. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Any closing thoughts you'd like to add? Um, or, no, or I mean, I, I feel like we've covered everything. And, um, you know, it's been a delight to be on the show. Um, it's been great for me to be able to talk about something that I've been working on for a while that um, I've been having to keep secret, uh, that I've been wanting to tell everybody about. And finally, I'm able to do so. And, uh, and thank you for allowing me to do that. Yes, of course. Thank you for coming on the show. I think that excitement, that authenticity, it shows. Um, and, and I'm really excited to see. I, I'm excited to get a bottle of this and get deeper into it. And I'm yes. excited to see the future releases that come out. I think it's very exciting. I personally know Connor very well. And, and you're working with some great folks as well. Um, and I think as a group, you guys are really uh, on to something. And I'm excited to see oh, where it goes. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate that. Thank you. 
Of course, of course. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, and yeah. I know it's a little later there for you than it is for me here, but enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Chris. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at Whiskey underscore Noobs and on TikTok at Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. The Whiskey Noobs Podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.